This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. On Mondays, we are having Rav Benjamin Tavori, who is giving a series this year on Mo'adei Hashanah, Shiurim, about the different holidays and festivals. As we continue in the Shiurim about Mo'adei Hashanah, I would like to continue with the period in which we are involved right now, the time of Sviyasa Omer. As I pointed out earlier, the entire gamut of halachos of Sviyasa Omer are found in four halachos in the Rambam, and in one short siman in the Shulchan Aruch, which actually is categorized under the laws of Pesach. Nevertheless, this is the second shiur we are giving just about Sviyas Omer Bizman Hazeh. The particular discussion that we're going to discuss is the bracha of Sviyas Omer. The Rambam in Hilchos Tamidim Musafim, Perek Zayin, says, V'tzarech levarech b'chol layla, Baruch atu Hashem elokim elacholam, Hashem kedushan mitzvosav v'tzivanu asfiyasa omer, kodem sheyispar. A person should make the bracha as we make it, Hashem kedushan mitzvosav v'tzivanu asfiyasa omer, before you make the bracha, before you count. Mana v'labirech, yatsa. If a person, however, counted, and did not make a bracha, he does not repeat the, well, actually say the bracha for the first time, he doesn't count again. This halacha, of course, is very common today. That's the reason, very well known. That's the reason that we have the custom. You ask somebody, what is, what do we count tonight? And the answer is always what we counted last night. Because if you would say what we're going to count this night, then you have already counted the Sviyas Omer, and we paskin that it like this Rambam, that if you make the bracha, if you count without a bracha, you are Yotze, and you don't say the bracha again. Now, at first glance, a person would wonder, why does the Rambam mention this halacha at all? The fact that you make a bracha before mitzvahs is a generally known halacha, and it's mentioned in the Rambam quite clearly in Hilchas Brachas, Parakyud Aleph. Why should Sviyasa Omer be different than in any other mitzvah that you make a bracha before you do it? The second point that the Rambam made, that if you forgot and did not make the bracha, so you do not have to count again. In fact, you cannot count again. That is also found in Hilchas Brachas. In fact, it's found in more than one place. But generally where it's found, besides in Ilchus Brachas, there's a reason why the Raman pointed it out. In Ilchus Brachas, the Raman generally said, any brach, any mitzvah, that is not an ongoing mitzvah. A mitzvah like tzitzis is an ongoing mitzvah. And therefore, if a person put on tzitzis but did not make a bracha, he really could make a bracha afterwards. While he's still wearing his tzitzis, perhaps he should... Uh, move them a little, but he can make the bracha because it's an ongoing mitzvah. But a mitzvah that once you did, you fu- you finished the mitzvah, 
then you can't make the bracha after you did the mitzvah. That's the Rambam's opinion about brachas in general. The Rambam repeats this in other connections as well, but there's always a reason why the Rambam repeats it. For example, in Hilchas Ishus, the Rambam says the bracha before Kedushin should be made before you give the Kesef, before you say the words Hariyat Mukudeshes, you make the bracha on everything, which is of course what we do. The Rambam says, Avar Velo Birech, if a person did do the Kedushin and did not make a bracha, then he cannot make a bracha again, and if indeed he does so, it's a bracha levatala. Now there, there's an important point to the Chiddush of the Rambam. Because there are Rishonim who do not look at it that way at all, specifically in the case of Kedushin. Some say that Birchaz Kedushin is like a Birchaz HaShavach, and therefore you could make the bracha even afterwards. The Rush in Ksubis has a whole discussion about this point. Others say, and the Ravid there in Hilchus Kedushas is more explicit about this particular point, that in general you should not make a bracha of Kedushin before the Kedushin, because before you give the girl the ring or the Shavakasa, before you say Aret Mukudeshes, you never can be guaranteed that she'll accept a mitzvah that depends upon other people. How can you make the bracha not being 100% sure what's going to be the result. So therefore the Ravid says, L'chathchila, you should make the bracha after the Kedushin. Whether the Ravid agrees that it's a birchaz mitzvah or not is a question which is not relevant to us. But we've seen in that, in that right now. But in this particular case we see that there is a reason the Rambam had to say you should make the bracha before Kedushin and if you'd made it before Kedushin you do not if you did not make the bracha, you do not repeat the bracha after you did the Kedushin. One wonders why the Ram had to mention this in Hilchas Tamidim Wasafim about Tzvah In general, we should go back to understand the Ramam's opinion that you make a birchas ha-mitzvah before you do the mitzvah. This point is uh, under discussion by the Rambam against the Arzarua. The Arzarua in an interesting place, in Hilchas Birchas HaMotzi, in Simen Chafei, and in other places as well, the Arzarua says that he disagrees with the Rambam, he thinks he has sources against the Rambam, that if you make a Birchas a bracha before you do the, it, that really he agrees, you should make the bracha before you do the mitzvah. Every bracha should be made over la'asiyasan. The word over la'asiyasan doesn't just mean before you do the mitzvah, it means directly prior to the mitzvah, as close as possible to doing the mitzvah, you should make the bracha. The Arzeruas agrees in principle that you should make the bracha before you do the mitzvah, just before you do the mitzvah. However, the Arzeruas disagrees and says if you did the mitzvah and you forgot to make a bracha, in any case you can make the bracha afterwards. The explanation for the machlokas between the Rambam and the Arzeruas was uh, said many times in the name of Rav Salavechik, that the Rambam's understanding of a birchas mitzvah in general is quite different from that of the Arzarua. The Rav made this category which he called a matir. 
There are certain things which are done in order to permit, as it were, a second step. By eating, it's very simple to understand this concept. The Gemara in the beginning of the fifth parak of Rachos quotes the Psukim. One Pasuk says, Lashem Haratzim Loa. The entire universe, the world, belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the other Pasuk the Gemara quotes is, Hashemayim Shemayim Hashem V'yaretz Nasan Levnei The earth indeed belongs to man, the heavens belong to God. And the Gemara asks, this is a blatant contradiction in the, in the Psukim. One Pasuk says the world belongs to God. One Pasuk says the world belongs to man. And the Gemara says, no kasha. There is no contradiction. Depends if it's before you make a bracha or after you do the make a bracha. In other words, before you make the bracha, HaKadosh Baruch really owns the world, as it were. He somehow allows you to partake from this world after you make a bracha. If that would be true, then a person who, simply upon the words and the, the statement of the Gemara, a person who would eat without a bracha actually stole from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But once you did it, then you ate without permission. True. And you should do tshuva perhaps. But how can you make a bracha afterwards? If you finished eating, if you're going to continue eating, of course, you can make the bracha before you continue eating. But if you finished eating, what good will it do you to make a bracha to permit you? It was done already. It was eaten already. And the Rav explained that this category, this concept of a bracha being a matir, could apply to the world of birchas ha-mitzvah as well. By birchas ha-mitzvah, it's as if you're asking permission from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to enter the world of, of mitzvahs. The bracha is called a birchas ha-matir. And therefore, it makes sense that after you did the mitzvah, you cannot make a bracha anymore. The diuk, the exact formulation of the Rambam in Hilchas Brachas, Perik Aleph, Halacha Gimel, was pointed out by Rav Salavechik as almost a clear statement to this effect. The Rambam there says, Kishem shemevarchim al kach mevarchim al The same way a person makes a bracha, a birchas hanen, in a bracha over food, so he would make a bracha of a mitzvah. Now, why would the Rambam compare them? Why would the Rambam say kishem the same way a person makes a bracha on hana, when would benefit, then a person would make a bracha mitzvah? The Rav's interpretation was it's the, basically the same type of bracha. It's a birchas hamatir. Obviously, the Arzarua who disagreed with the Rambam and thought that you could make the birchas hamitzvah even after the mitzvah disagreed with the nature of the bracha in general. But we are discussing today the opinion of the Rambam. So it, the halachas that we already know in Hilchas Bracha somehow were repeated in Hilchas Sviras Omer, and were actually Hilchas Tmidim and Musafim, the halachas that deal with Sviras Omer. The Ram says that you make a bracha, and if you count it, you do not make a bracha afterwards. What's the point of this halacha? Perhaps there are people who actually disagree with this halacha, even if they do not necessarily agree with the position of the Arzuwa in general. 
the Shulchan Aruch Arachayim in Simon Tafpei Tes Halacha Gimel. As I pointed out, the entire gamut of Sviyasa Omer, the, all the laws of Sviyasa Omer, are found in Simon Tafpei Tes. The Rambam said, the Shulchan Aruch says there. The scenario is one that I'm familiar with from Chutzlaretz, but the halacha itself seems rather difficult. The scenario is especially in countries where nighttime is very late, in the period from Pesach to Shavuos, it could be in certain countries where large communities of Jews live, they can't have a mariv, or is actually quite late at night. And many communities daven early. When you daven early, you daven mariv, there's always a question whether you're going to remember to count Svira later at night. When you daven every night with a minion and they count Svira, it's not a great challenge to remember to count Svira every night. But when you don't daven with a minion, or in the case where you daven with a minion that davens a little bit early, you can daven Marev early. You repeat Kriyashma after Tesech but you can get up and daven Marev early. So what do you do about Svira? So apparently the custom was that the Shulchan Aruch relates to that the Tzibor, namely the Shaliach Tzibor specifically, used to count Sviyasa Omer with a bracha. The person who wants to count Sviyasa Omer that night, but he would really prefer counting later at night, when it's late at night, when it's after Tzai so the Shulchan Aruch tells him, yes, count with the Tzibur, but count, you can count again later with a bracha. The Ramah adds, V'afilu ana amen al im abiechas hakol, even if you said amen, im ayadato shelo latzeis, yachza v'yivarech v'yispa balayla. If you have kavana, if you have the intention not to be yotzei, there is a controversy if we pass in mitzvahs, tzrichas kavana, mitzvahs lo tzrichas kavana. One of the poor examples of translation would be anybody who thinks mitzvahs, tzrichas kavana would mean that mitzvahs requires kavana, or mitzvahs lo tzrichas kavana would mean mitzvahs lo tzrichas, do not require kavana would be a poor translation because everybody thinks that it's, it's preferable to have kavana. The question is if you fulfill the, the mitzvah without kavana, if you were yotze. That is a big controversy. However, Many people, it seems almost everyone agrees that if a person does a mitzvah with a negative intention, a person has intention not to fulfill the mitzvah, then he does not fulfill the mitzvah. A person does not fulfill the mitzvah against his will. If he fulfills the mitzvah in a way without particular kavana, that itself is a conjecture question. But if a person says, I do not have kavana to be yotze, then he's not yotze. So the Ramah says, that's what you should do have kavana not to be yotze. Now the question of course is, A, what time are we talking about? How could the tzibur get up and daven early? How could, daven early we said is permissible, but how could they say bracha of Sviyas Omer? What time are we talking about? 
Secondly, what's the point of counting Sfirah Salmer with a community if you really feel that you're not going to be Yosei? The commentaries in the Shulchan Aruch address themselves to these, po- to these points. The Magen Avram, the, the Taz says, when you count with them in the Shul, you should have intention not to be Yotze, like the Ramah says. Then he himself asks, so what's the point of counting? If you say, a Tznai, now this Tznai is rather problematic. Could a person get up and say as follows, I'm really not sure if I'm going to remember tonight and I want to count Sfirasa Omer. I prefer counting Sfirasa Omer with a bracha. Therefore, what I'm going to do now is count Sfirasa Omer without a bracha. If I remember to count Sfirasa Omer later, then I have no kavana whatsoever. I have anti-kavana. I do not want to be Yotze now. However, if I don't remember later, then I want this to count. Whether this tonight indeed works is problematic. There is a discussion in the Onig Yom Tov and other Sfarim whether a person can make it such a Tnai in mitzvahs in general. That's not a topic that I can go into now. It's a very interesting topic under what conditions can a person make a Tnai about a mitzvah. But the, the Taz says, if this is the intention, well, I don't know. Because in the Rambam it says Imana Vulabirech Yatsav. And I don't think the Magtaz says that Nai would really works in such a case. So why do you count with the community? So the Taz says you do it only in order that the people should not look at you and think that you're that you didn't count. When a person is in a community and they behave in one way, they're fulfilling, fulfilling mitzvahs in one way, and you seem to be a person who does not, you look like you're a person who does not want to fulfill a mitzvah. And so therefore you should make an appearance, make a show that you want to fulfill the mitzvah. So, uh, for example, we have a similar halacha of a, peep, of a person is in the middle of davening in a place where he should not be mafsik and the community is up to kriyashma, so there's a custom of closing your eyes, holding your hand in front of your eyes, somehow pretending that you're saying kriyashma, that people shouldn't think that you're a poish menatzibur, that you're a person who just broke off from the community. So here also, says the Taz, pretend you have, should have kavana not to be yotzei. And when you have kavana not to be Yosei, you only say those words in order to appear as part of the community. The Taz goes one step further and says, actually, what time is this? Why would an entire community daven so early to say, and count Sviyas Omer so early? And he says, it could very well be that it's talking Ben Hashmashos. And a person wants to count Sviyas the case in which the Shulchan Aruch is talking, according to the Taz, would be during the time that it's what we call the twilight zone. In between day and night, what we call Bein Hashmashos. At that time, it's true that Tosfus permits one to, carry, to count at that time. Tosfus and Menachah says, since Sviyasa Omer is the Rabbanat, at this particular time in Jewish history, Sviyasa Omer is only a mitzvah to Rabbanan, and therefore we can count Ben Hashmashas. Of course, the Rambam disagreed. We discussed this in the previous year, 
and thinks Sfirasa Omer today is Daraisa. So according to the Rambam, you cannot count Bein Hashmashos, or you should not count Bein Hashmashos. You should not enter that twilight zone of Suffolk Yom, Suffolk Laila. So, if the community did it, well, they have a good reason to do it. They can rely on Tosfus. However, a person who's part of that community might very well feel, I will go home. I prefer counting at home. So the Taz says, your best idea is to count with a tzibur, but with kavana not to fulfill the mitzvah, and then you can go home and count later. But the Taz therefore rejected this whole concept of ki'ilu, that you were yotzei the first time, but you can be yotzei the second time. The Magen Avram says, how can you possibly do this? And he says, if you did fulfill the mitzvah, how could you do it later? And then he says, that you can count and it seems from the Biur Hagra on the spot in Tafei Tess that there was a person who thinks that the Brach is Ma'akev. One person somehow thinks the Grach quotes such an opinion that the bracha of Sviyas Omer is actually part of Sviyas Omer. And therefore, somehow you do not fulfill the mitzvahs in entirety unless you count with a bracha. Perhaps, though, there is a partial kiyum if you count without a bracha. So, it seems from the Gaon that the opinion of the Shekharach is not like the way the Taz and the Magan Avram suggested. But there really is an opinion that a person could count and be Yotze, at least Yotze somewhat of Sviasa Omer, but that's only Bidi Eved. And yet, Lechatchila, you could make a bracha and count afterwards. This, of course, would be in conformity with an opinion that somehow the bracha and Sviasa Omer go so hand in hand that if we'll look in the Rav Yoh and other Rishonim, we'll see that there are some Rishonim who think the bracha of Sviyas Omer is Asher Kiddushanim B'mitzvah Sabetzibanu HaSviyas Omer Yom Yom, whatever it is. It's not just as if it's two statements. The way we do it, it's two statements. I make the bracha and then I count the day. But if you put in that extra letter, Yom, and you see that it's one continuum, so perhaps they understood or at least the Shulchan Aruch understood, quoted an opinion, that the bracha is ma'akev. If that, if there is such an opinion, it's very clear why the Rambam would have to negate that opinion and say, no, once a person counted Sfirasa Omer, he fulfilled the mitzvah. There is a mitzvah to count, there is a mitzvah to make a bracha, but once you count it without a bracha, you do not count again. There have been other suggestions as to why the Rambam felt necessary to discuss the halacha of, brach, of brachos in El Chesri The discussion that we had in the previous shiur was, is the mitzvah of Sviyasa Omer one mitzvah to Mimos? The mitzvah is to count seven weeks, 49 days. 
And you fulfill the mitzvah when you finish the mitzvah. And every night, you do not fulfill a mitzvah. The mitzvah is at the end. According to that opinion, and we somehow at least are take that opinion into account when we paskin halacha, we say that if a person skips a day, he does not continue counting sphere with a bracha because perhaps he lost it. Once you do not count every day, you do not fulfill the mitzvah. The other opinion which tells us quotes and endorses is that Sviyasa Omer is a daily mitzvah. Every single day. There's a mitzvah to count every day. According to that opinion, even if a person would skip a day of Sviyasa Omer, he could count the next night. Each night is an independent mitzvah. Now, if each night is an independent mitzvah, we understand why we count every night and we understand why we make a bracha. But if you think that Sviyasa Omer is indeed one mitzvah, and the mitzvah is to complete, one could first pose a silly question. Then why do you count every night at all? There's no mitzvah to count. And of course the answer is simple. You count every night in order to reach the last night. The mitzvah is to finish Shvah to do Tamimas. But if you don't do it every night, then you can't get to Tamimas. So of course you have to count every night. But then the question would be, so why do you make a bracha every night? If you make a bracha when there's no mitzvah at all. The mitzvah is only in the last night. It's one mitzvah. So why do you make a brach every night? This question was posed by the Prima Gadim. And an answer is given in a sefer called Mishnah's Yavitz of Rav Jolti. If I remember correctly, Rav Salavechik pointed this out and it's been quoted in his name as well. That you see from here an important principle in the laws of brachas in general. It's true that you fulfill the mitzvah only the last night. But every night you do what is called a masa mitzvah. You do something which is an act of a mitzvah. The act of counting is an act of mitzvah. You don't fulfill it, but you do the masa mitzvah. So they pointed out, Rav Jolti, I said in his Sefer, I think Rav Salvechik expanded upon it, independently, that the bracha in general is made at the time of the Masa mitzvah and not at the time of the Kiyom mitzvah. It's true that if when they come together, you make a bracha on the Masa and the Kiyom, but if somehow there's a dichotomy between the Masa and the mitzvah and the Kiyom, you make a bracha at the time of the Masa mitzvah. One could discuss this point at length. There are other occasions where we at least some Rishonim in certain cases think we do a Masa mitzvah, but the Kiyom mitzvah is postponed to later. I'd like to give a quick example or two. The We blow shofar in Rosh Hashanah, the first 30 sounds of the shofar that we blow are called the Tkiyas de Miyushaf. And then we blow Shmona in while we either while we daven Shmona Esri according to some customs, or in Chazar Sashats according to others, or in both. The, we, we blow shofar again. Which is the time then we fulfill the biblical requirement of shofar. Now we know the biblical requirement is only to sound nine or ten kolos. And we blow so many in order to make the customs, uh, the same in all communities and according to some opinions to fulfill all opinions. All kinds of different explanations how we got to so many kolos. But when do we really fulfill the mitzvah of the Torah? Many Rishonim think when you first blow the shofar, 
So you fulfill the mitzvah of the Torah, and the rest is blown later to all kinds of reasons why we blow the shofar later. But the Balhamar, in his commentary in Rosh Hashanah, is well known that he thinks the ikar of the shofar, the essence of fulfilling the mitzvah of the Torah, is either in Shmon Esri itself, which might be preferable according to some opinions, or at least in the Chazar Zashatz. Because we should make a kiyom, the fulfillment of the mitzvah should be tkios al You should have the tkios together with the shofar. So, why do you make the bracha in the beginning? Why don't you make a bracha later on? The brachas before are only, as it were, the makeup, the makeup brachas. They're, perhaps they're only, in some way, they confuse Satan who thinks that you're now fulfilling the mitzvah, you'll really fulfill, fulfill the mitzvah later, but why do you make the bracha earlier? So here we could also say the brachas and the ma'asah mitzvah, it is a ma'asah mitzvah to blow shofar. My intention is to have the real kiyum later on. But nevertheless, you make the bracha earlier. And there are other cases as well. If this would be true, then we certainly understand why the Rambam felt it necessary to say that you make the bracha every day. Now, it is true that it's not clear from the Rambam what is his position on this particular question. Namely, can, if you skip a day, do you fulfill a mitzvah every day? And can you continue counting? Or do you say, no, it's one mitzvah? Now, I don't know why, but it seems to me that it's unclear in the Rambam. The Rambam in Halacha Chav Gimel, we're in Hilchas Tamidim Musaf in Perak Zayin, Halacha Chav Gimel, says an interesting halacha, Shachach v'lamana balai, lamana bayom. If a person forgot to count at night, he can count in the daytime. Presumably, the Rambam would tell, say here also that you can count in the daytime with a bracha. Our custom is if you forget at night, you do count in the daytime, but without a bracha. There, it seems from the Rambam that he would hold that you could count in the daytime as well. If that would be true, perhaps what's, that's what the Rambam wanted to tell us. That you can count at night with a bracha, which is preferable, but if you forgot, you can count in the daytime with a bracha as well. Perhaps that's what the Rambam meant to tell us. But it's not clear to me what the Rambam would feel if you indeed skip the whole day, if you continue counting with a bracha. If he does say that you continue counting with a bracha, then the last suggestion I made to explain the Rambam, of course, would not be necessary. The uh, last point I'd like to make extremely briefly is we've already discussed is there one mitzvah of Sviras Omer to count the days and the weeks, and it's included together as one mitzvah? Or would you say there are two mitzvahs, one counting the days and one counting the weeks? There is even a suggestion that one could be today, one of, there are two mitzvahs in fact, but one today would be the Arais and one would be the Rabbanan. We discussed it could be that it's even Zechel HaMikdash today. All kinds of possibilities arise as the nature of the mitzvah today. But we pointed out in the name of Rabbeinu Yerucham that there are two mitzvahs in Sviyas Omer. And therefore Rabbeinu Yerucham said, essentially you should make two brachas. The Rambam, who holds that Sviyas Omer today is Doraisa, perhaps felt it necessary to emphasize, I paskin that you make a bracha, one bracha, al Sviyas Omer, not like the Rabbeinu Yerucham 
who said there are two brachas, and also perhaps the Rambam wanted to teach me the exact text of the bracha. Now you know there are some brachas where we make al and al svi'asamer, and some brachas that we make le, like le hadlik ner. So all those cases require analysis. When do you say al and when do you say le? Tosfos and Psachim points out that it's a very difficult principle to make to be to define. Perhaps there are reasons that we can't go into now because of limited time that the Ramam felt it necessary to say we make the bracha and not the upshot of what we've said today is just interesting. The Ramam said there's a mitzvah to cancer and you make a bracha and if you forget you if, to, and to make the bracha you don't repeat. Is there a chiddush in this Rambam? And we've pointed out a number of possibilities what the Rambam might have been trying to teach us. All those discussions by themselves are indeed of importance. Whether they are relevant to this particular Rambam is indeed a question that is not that, that cannot be proven that easily.